Okay, how it worked out is when the timings worked out for us. So I'm recording this intro on like 9:20 p.m. on Easter Monday. So I don't know how everyone else is, but you know how usually we like to do our uh, holiday stuff all before the holiday. You know, Christmas movies aren't that popular after December 25th. And I don't know if the same will be true for a podcast talking about Easter, but you know, uh, had Santos back, just we went through the gospel stories, uh, we didn't get all the way through them actually, that was the plan, but we had so much to talk about that uh, by the end, you'll probably pick out when, when we all of a sudden realize like, oh we better uh, just sort of start skipping through bits of this and get to the end, and uh, we talked about growing up and our different traditions, because he, you know, came from El Salvador, had the immigrant experience here, and I grew up in KW, it's a typical uh, Easter experience for uh, someone growing up here, and just had a great conversation. His daughter Lily, somehow she's a champ. She uh, she let us do the whole thing. She didn't interrupt us at all. She, we uh, finished the podcast and go and look, and she's drawn like 15 amazing pictures. She was doing these how to draw videos on YouTube. And just turn them out one after the other. So, cheers, Lily. Thanks for uh, letting us do our thing for it. And it was a long one, an hour and 40 minutes. So, I hope you all enjoy. Hello, everyone, and happy Easter. We're a day out. It's Easter Monday. And we've got Santos back with us. We said we'd bring him back, and we did. So, Santos, say hi to everyone so they know that I'm not just, like, doing an impersonation of you. Hi everyone, but that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, pretending to interview somebody yeah, like, by yourself. You, you, yeah, cancel, you cancel last minute and everyone's <laughs> waiting for the, like, the peep, gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> That'd be funny. So, I'll, t- actually I'll ask you first, is there anything new that you've learned this Easter? Anything new? Yeah. In what sense? About... The Easter season, anything like that, because I I did learn something new. Oh, so maybe the question is, did you learn something new? Well, me? No, it's been the same for me. So the, yeah. the new thing I learned, mm-hmm. and I learned it from the public school system, actually, oh, really? yeah, okay. is that uh, the reason why we have the Easter Monday holiday. Do you know why we have the holiday on Monday? Because it's like Good Friday. Yeah. And Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. So why do we have this other day after? Like Jesus came back. That's a good question. You know, thought of that. 
Well, what they told us on our, uh, we've got... So, like, so you're saying the, the public school system gets it off, too? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I've been off for today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess it's... Lucky all, you. Well, yeah. I was working. <laughs> yeah. Life's tough. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me why you had your day off today, Kerry. We, they send out this uh, thing every week called the week at a glance and it tells us, you know, what's going on this week. You know, our principals may be at another school. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, reports due one day, but then they'll put days of significance at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So this month, you know, it was like all months been Ramadan, but then it showed like Good Friday was Friday. Sunday was Resurrection Sunday and then Monday, Easter Monday. And it would give a little blurb. For some of them, because, you know, um, actually, maybe all of them, but said the Monday is because it uh, signifies the day that, oh, I guess the other word for it is, I think, the Monday of the angel, something like that, because it's the day that the, the women went to the tomb. Monday. Apparently, and, you know, so they met the angel at the tomb, and he wasn't there, so apparently, like, I didn't ever get this notice this in the bible i don't know and i didn't pre-check before i said any of this to see if it's there but it's like jesus came back a day before they went and saw that he was not in the tomb anymore because you know when they arrived he wasn't there yeah but it's not like he just left that morning or an hour before they arrived he left the day before and so easter monday you got me there apparently is celebrating the angel meeting the women at the tomb you can google it people i did uh because i i started telling someone about it i was telling louise about it yesterday uh-huh. and i was like yeah did you know this and I'm like, what, what was all this training bible college getting my master's for if i don't even know what easter monday is about <laughs> it's like you don't even know the basic christian holidays so what did google say um well, because I started to second guess myself. Really? I'm saying this. I'm like, why does this make any sense? Like, he came back already. Why? And uh, then, yeah, the Wikipedia article was talking about, yeah, they called it like the Monday of the Angel, something like that. There was this other name for it than Easter Monday. And it was, yeah, that was the reason they gave. And... You got to be careful with Wikipedia, though, right? They've always said that. Yeah, like you, you could have edited it yeah. before I looked it up. Yeah, and because you were trying to mess with me. But, yeah, but uh, just a disclaimer. Yeah, but the first thing that pops up, and it, 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 I don't think it's failed me yet. There you. <laughs> as far as I know, um, but let's uh, talk about Easter. What? And I actually no, this is the second thing I learned, but I'll let you explain it. Okay. What is your Easter tradition growing up? Because this is the other thing I learned. My Easter tradition growing up, well, I grew up Catholic. Yeah. So, and and my tradition is um, from, uh, you can say, uh, Latino, Spanish. And that's uh, different than um, what uh, is done up here. Um... I remember my grandma, I was just telling somebody, I remember my grandma saying that on Friday, you couldn't even, like, you, it was bad to just, to even walk, or to even, you you couldn't do anything on that day, because you had to respect that day, and be reverent that day, so just like, 
running around was irre- like you weren't being reverent. You had it, it. It was. I'm like, oh man, this is. It was strict. But she was a Pharisee. <laughs> I, no, I, I think she was just. I think she was just saying what they taught her too, though, right? So, yeah. Yeah, but I remember that. I remember in Spanish tradition around this time, they they eat a lot of fish for some reason. Yeah, I'm so have glad I'm that? not Spanish. Once I heard that, because I don't. Have that's you, like they, the one food I don't have, eat. Your your girlfriend's from Colombia, right? Yeah. Have you heard that? Do they do that? She, I learned that's right? the part yeah. one they learned. She said Thursday and Friday they eat fish. Yeah, fish, pescado, fish, fish batter, like kind of fried Fry. in in egg batter. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's the big thing, and um, and there's this uh, bread that you they make. I forget, I forget the name, but and you dip it in syrup as well. So that's what I, that, but the main thing is, is that like fish, I don't know why everybody goes crazy for fish <laughs> around this time. Well, uh, hold on though. You're, you grew up or were born in El Salvador. Yeah. And is that an island? No. It's Central not America. Okay. Well, no. So you're still surrounded by water. So yeah. That, that helps, makes yeah. you more interested in fish. Yeah. <laughs> but come up. I'm trying to come up with an excuse for why there's so much fish. Yeah, no, but, I me too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a, like a whole like like Latino Spanish thing that around this time. I know everybody like Central America all yeah. that around this time. That's what they Jesus liked fish though, right. so it's biblical. <laughs> there you go. Who knows? And bread. Yeah, bread. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so it's I'd say we'd be familiar in some way just from at least I was somewhat growing up because of knowing people who are Catholic or like there's still a bit of the Catholic culture in our culture mm-hmm. like we still people talk about giving things up for Lent, Lent and everything yeah. like that and uh the whole fish on Fridays did, is did, like a Catholic thing yeah is it maybe yeah I know like Catholicism was like influenced Central America yeah. quite a bit and like the Spanish. But then one of my best friends was Lutheran and like they also did fish on Fridays fish and on. I never liked him coming over to my house because like you just smell like fish and I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't do fish. There you go. But uh, then I was asking uh, Luisa and her family, I'm messaging them like happy Easter and then... I don't know if it was Rosa, even your wife, yeah. who said to me, like, we don't really say this. <laughs> we don't. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't say happy Easter. No. And I was then asking Luisa and their family, like, what are you guys doing for today? Nothing. And it was nothing. <laughs> yep. And they had a vigil. Third. So, okay. So that sounds like Easter to me. <laughs> <laughs> What does Easter look like for you guys then? Like for you? Well, I just want to say like with, with the, because it seems like for you guys, it's like everything up until the death. That's like when everything happens. Like until like Good, Good Friday is the event, mm-hmm. not the resurrection so much. Mm-hmm. And so they had like a vigil Thursday night and they like, you know, until after midnight, they're at the church. Yeah. And um, they're... Oh, what was it? There's something else too where I was. Oh, 
I sent her a video from our church and we had the kids all up front with the ferns and mm-hmm. palms, like Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I sent that to her and she said, oh, that's like a Catholic thing. We don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what? The palms are like Palm Sunday? She's like, yeah. And then she tells me on the Thursday, we've got a vigil at the church tonight. And yeah. Like, now that's a Catholic thing to us. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I only hear about vigils in like the high church traditions and when someone goes missing. <laughs> and well, then vi- vi- vigil, do you understand what a vigil is? Well, it, it's basically just staying up late. Yeah. Yeah. And, like they, they're up late and they worship. And yeah. The pastor showed up an hour late. <laughs> yeah. So they're even later. <laughs> yeah. No, that must be another Spanish thing because we used to have that in, in our Spanish church too. Well, I know Spanish churches do that. They'll tend to go till, well, typically, uh, I remember there used to be, they would go all night to like dawn and there'd be worship and there'd be prayer and then, yeah, but I, I didn't know that was a, and so I don't know if this is the reason why, but I remember <clears throat> learning at some point that Catholics tended to focus on the death and we tended to focus on the resurrection. And I don't know if because... I don't even know if that's actually true. It's Not just sure. something that I heard and was just, you know, you just accept things. And you're like, yep, yeah, sounds right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why it sounds right. Other than in the images, in like the Catholic Church, Jesus is still on the cross. Oh, like on their crucifix. Jesus mm-hmm. is usually still on the cross, whereas we don't portray that so much. It's like he's off the cross with us. Yeah. Um, but maybe that might explain why even in like the evangelical churches there, uh, because Catholicism well, is much bigger in the culture that yeah. uh, it's still influenced even the evangelical churches in that regards so that they still are in some ways following well, can similar I, Can I ask a question? It's out of like curiosity as well. Like, why do you guys hunt for... <laughs> that's what we're going to get to. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I see. Like, why do you guys... Cause I was thinking about that the other day, like yeah. growing up, like, where I never heard of that before. Yeah, like n- that would like I never, you know, Easter was just Christ died, and this is when he died, and this is when he, but we never went like so. So that was a, a huge like sh- not shock, but I'm like, yeah. well, what's everybody like? What's going on here? Yeah, can and chocolate. chocolate. It's a party. <laughs> well that's right. what i mean like yeah like cool well, growing up easter to me was the easter bunny that right. was the thing where did the bunny come from his right? parents yeah. but i guess but, <laughs> but that's what it's, yeah so you know what you know what i started i started thinking does uh was it called like um oh it's escaping me but um marketing like yeah or uh, consumerism. Hallmark How much, holidays. Yeah, no. Does that play a factor into it? Because these companies, especially like chocolate companies, yeah, they, I, I imagine like they look forward to these events. Oh yes. Do they you have do they, to buy do, chocolate? Do they influence that? Like, was there an influence? That's what I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, what's the difference between like North America and Central America? And and I'm, I'm saying, does does like like well consumerism play a factor into it because you 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 see that on tv oh it's easter right the 
like does that play because you won't you won't you won't see that in Central America. Yeah. You know what I mean? You won't see that uh like they don't, you don't have companies like marketing that and yeah. Yeah, like Easter is like Christmas's little brother. Right? Right, like here cuz I don't know any but kid. He, but here too like like how much that's a really interesting question to me like how much does consumerism play into it as well like you know because because um like christmas is like a big event for for companies too yeah like it's a make or break like the holiday seasons for them yeah and you know what i mean i think of like i said it's like it's it's like the little brothers because i don't know anyone who when you like if i ask my students what's your favorite holiday most of them will say christmas it's like you say why and they're like well i know why i was a kid like you get presents, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, and you get chocolate and candy at Christmas too. Well, mm-hmm. Easter, you just get the chocolate and right? the candy, right? Yeah. So it's not as good. Although hunting for it is more fun than yeah. just getting the presents under the tree. But um, that's kind of what it is. The it's been. We've got yeah. The, if you ask even my students, so I'm going to be teaching them about Easter this week. Okay, and. With the grade twos, I got to get to teach them world traditions and mm. whatnot. So uh, this is a busy month because we got Ramadan all month, and then Easter, and then Passover, and the three, oh, that's, that's all this month, right? Yeah. And uh, trying to make uh, room for it all. But they all, almost all of them, know about Easter. You got, you know, some kids who I got. A, some Muslim kids in my class who they don't, you know, they're grade two. So they've sort of seen Easter, but at the same time, it's been pandemic the last two years. Yeah. And how much yeah. do they remember from when they were less than like three, mm-hmm. but you know, they'll have an idea of it, but even the rest of the kids, uh, I, I had them doing Easter eggs for art class and none of them knew that there was a connection with Jesus. Even the kids who were, christian in the class until i made the told them because i showed them some examples and like here's like what are the what are you seeing on these easter eggs and like some of them like it's all spring decorations like so yeah right and like well well, why is this one that someone did has a cross on it Mm. and they started thinking eventually a kid clued in and was like oh because jesus died on the cross and i'm like yeah that's what easter is and it's been so separated just like christmas is santa claus Right. Right. So like kids. Yeah. And I don't, it's weird. Like, has it been watered down? Like I probably should have done maybe next year. I'll do a bit of a dive on why Easter is the way it is and what we get from where I did that for Christmas uh, on the podcast here. Everyone's interested in that and like how we have certain traditions and dates for Christmas mm, that yeah. we do. Um, Easter, uh, maybe I'll even just have you do this while I can talk. Look up why Easter on Google, and I think it's the Encyclopedia Britannica article. Uh, has uh, just a little you know paragraph I'll get you to read out that has a bit of information because even the word Easter, what, what, what do you want? Why Easter? Why, like, is W-H-Y Easter? Why, and Easter. Because why Easter celebrated? No, just 
just why Easter and it should show up the article. I've tried to get good at like Googling with as few words as possible, save myself some time. And then one of these, there it is. So Britannica.com, that's what we're sourcing ourselves. So if you want to just read the, uh, let's say this paragraph right here. The so it says the English word Easter, which parallels the German word Ostern is of uncertain origin. One view expounded by the Venerable Bede in the 8th century, sorry, I apologize, was that it derived from Eostere or Eostare, the Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring and fertility. This is a view. This view presumes, as does the view associating the origin of Christmas on December 25th with pagan celebrations of the winter solstice. That Christians appropriated pagan names and holidays for their highest festivals, given the determination with which Christians combated all forms of paganism, the belief in multiple deities. This uh, appears uh, this appears a rather dubious presumption. There is now widespread consensus that the word derives from the Christian designation of Easter, which is in Alibis, a Latin phrase that was understood as the plural of uh, Alba, Don, and became um, Eusto, Eustarum in Old High German, the precursor of the modern German and English term, the Latin Greek uh, Pascha, Passover, provides the root for Pak, Pak, the French word for Easter. So I, so that was pretty clear. I, I, I had always thought yeah. that Easter was the spring goddess thing that it mentioned at the beginning. And, um... It was interesting that that article is also going into some of the stuff I talked about in the Christmas breakdown about how a lot of these things that we commonly say or hear about in our culture that Christians, you know, appropriated or had some syncretism with the pagans mm -hmm. and whatnot isn't actually true. Some stuff is, but some of it isn't. And that, you know, the name Easter it seems like such an obvious one when they're like, well, there was a spring fertility goddess and mm -hmm. Easter's in the spring mm -hmm. named, I think is it Istra or Ostra? Yeah, something And like it's like, oh, and there's, I believe, yeah, I can't be totally sure now, could be just making this up. There's some associations with uh, eggs, possibly with this, one and or else it's somewhere else there is something yeah. pagan thing with the eggs yeah. and i think even the bunny mm. that we have taken at some point but the actual name isn't uh pagan mm. which is kind of nice to hear <laughs> and yeah because but, it's interesting with the uh well for you spanish and they mentioned the french yeah uh that comes it's it's from pasha the latin for Passover, which, you know, would make it, you would think, a lot harder to mix in other things because, you know, that's straight from the Bible, that yeah. word. Whereas Easter, both the way I thought it was associated with this goddess, it's like, well, that's already not associated with the Bible. Turns out there is a, or a church tradition reason to use that word. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's sort of funny that once I figured that out with uh, the, all the Latin languages, 
that it's the same word for Passover and Easter. Really? That's interesting. Right? I didn't know that. So, uh, as far as, yeah, as far as I can tell, um, I did just check it with Google Translate, so maybe it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you could look up yeah. on your Spanish Bibles what it says for Passover. Yeah, but, so, so, yeah, so that's interesting to see the, like, like the, the comparison, right, of, of, like, what Easter is to me and what Easter is to, to you, like, you, do you know why there's a heavy influence on celebrating Easter in, like, that way here in North America? I bet you there is a huge consumerism thing, like, companies just figure, I got told this at church once, uh, not holiday related, but they said the first thing that was advertised to kids was the Davy Crockett raccoon hat. You ever saw that as like a kid? It's like a, the, that hat that has like the raccoon tail hanging from it. No. But anyway, I guess it was on like the radio really? or whatever. They'd mm -hmm. say, Hey, you, you know, kids, you got to get this hat. Okay. And, uh, it was such a huge sale that all of a sudden companies started to advertise to kids. Really? And so you have toy advertising or cereals and I, I don't know the order of how things went, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's a similar kind of influence on our holidays and these companies being like, you know, like, look how much money we can make by sit. <laughs> uh, I've heard that diamonds for engagement rings, yeah, that yeah. was just a company, yeah. De Beers or whoever was just like, oh, let's make this a thing that you, yeah. you got, Before you, you need to have a diamond yeah. ring. And then people would just be like, I want my diamond. Yeah. And people are like, I have to buy it now. Yeah. And that's how the tradition started. Mm -hmm. And, but I haven't done actual research into to why it turned into what it has turned into. And it's gotta be. Um, I mean, I, I mentioned on Sunday that I'd sent like vi videos from our Easter egg hunt that we did the church to <laughs> yeah. Columbia yeah. and Luis's mom's just like, what is this? Like, I've <laughs> never heard of this before. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Uh, it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, but you that's, know. that's interesting. Like, right. You know, like, no, that, that to me is how I grew up. I didn't. Like, I didn't know any of that until I came here. And then everybody was kind of doing it. I remember kind of in elementary school, right? Because, like, in school, you, you, school, uh, uh, you, you did that too, kind of. I remember the things have changed. Have they? <laughs> yeah, but I, that, that's, that's, what, that's what I mean. That's, that's when I was exposed to, like, yeah. the chocolates the, yeah. at school. Because I, I grew up in, or I, I, you know, went to school in the Catholic system. Yeah. So for for around this time they would bring chocolates and stuff for Easter, right? Yeah. So that's when I'm like, but other than that, I didn't. I don't even know when I found out that Easter was actually like Christian. <laughs> like I grew up in really? the church, though. Really? But that's interesting. And it's probably I'm pr like it makes my so, church sound bad. <laughs> but so what? So okay, but so what? was Easter before that but like then. I I would have been like there's no way like I I was in church on Easter Sunday you yeah, know yeah and Good Friday yeah so I would have been told but it's just like one track mind like oh, okay. you're just pumped for the chocolate mm -hmm. for the Easter egg hunt 
And so all my memories of Easter as a kid is that I think I've got a memory of waving the palm thing around too at one point. Mm. But it's like that just encompasses it. And it's funny when you, when you experience, like you had the, you got it from the other way that I uh, saw it from the other point of view than what I just experienced is like when I told them, oh yeah, we're doing this. And they're just kind of like giving me a blank slate reaction that I'm like, you know, I knew it was weird always. I always knew like, yeah, that, you know, when I think Robin Williams even like had a joke about it. He's like, you have Jesus on a, like, die on the cross to like eggs and Easter bun and bunnies and chocolate or something, you know, people yeah. know that it's weird, but, um, you, you don't really feel, I guess I didn't never experience how weird it is until, and I'm not saying this is what was happening, mm -hmm. but it's like, I felt like, oh yeah, I'm, my culture is being judged right now. <laughs> like we are not, no, I guess it, it was getting exposed to another culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause here it's, it, it is what it is. It's what, what, you know, what you do on Easter, but then you go, I imagine it'd be the same thing if you, if you went somewhere else and somebody else had a different tradition, you know what I mean? You're like, you, that's a moment of reflection, you know, mm -hmm. oh, this is what I do. Then why do we do it? Right? Like it, it, you do yeah. it, it. That's what happens here. But it, it, you know, it's a big world, you know, you know, it's not only, you know, that's, yeah. that's the interesting part that not like what we do is not the only thing that happens around the world. Right. Well, I kind of felt like we're not, you know, what would be interesting seeing all these, like the Easter traditions yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do this. What do they do? That'd be interesting to me. Too. Yeah. I'm curious. I actually, it's possible that we don't even do them all on the same date because yeah. Christmas, Christmas is different. Is, yeah. For the, for the Orthodox. Yeah. Right? Cause I was thinking, and I bet that. you it is because I'm pretty sure if I remember from what I researched with the dates for Christmas is that they line up with Easter. And so it's the a certain amount of weeks after Christmas, something like that in like the Jewish calendar. Yeah, and right. then if they, if it's the same thing with the Orthodox, then it would then be pushed. Like their Easter would be in a few weeks or something. Really? If I'm remembering this right. Um, I'd be interesting to see like what, what, what Easter traditions are, are out there. You know what I mean? Cause we have this and we'd, we'd see somebody else's tradition and be like, what are they? What are they? Yeah. That, that, that'd be interesting. Well, I was just like, oh, we're not Christian enough. We're not holy enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've brought in these horrible practices, but yeah. the thing is, and I talk then, uh, it tried... like, it, it, but it, like you're saying, it's, it goes with everything. Like Thanksgiving has tradition, right? Yeah. You celebrate Thanksgiving here, but if you go talk to, to somebody else, like see somewhere else, Thanksgiving, they're like, what? Yeah. What in, you know? Yeah. So here's these things that we do. And yeah. And you know, I feel it probably sounds like I'm coming down hard, hard on our Easter traditions right now, but like, I love them. And like, yeah, if I have kids, yeah. they're, they're hunting for chocolate. Cause I'm like, I want them to experience yeah. what I am. Like I talk yeah. with people on the weekend about like how fun it is to see the kids excited because yeah. you get to like relive it through yeah. them. Like you yeah. relive your own childhood a bit mm -hmm. through your, through kids. And, um, the thing I was mentioning then when I was trying to explain why we do things the way they do 
is, you know what? It would be in a perfect world, mm-hmm. we would separate these things a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, because Easter Bunny, to me, you know, some people probably are against it. Because um, I know some people are against Santa Claus too. And uh, to me, it was just fun. I, yeah. le- I, I enjoyed that as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, yeah, because it's just a fun to me, harmless thing. Someone's probably throwing the phone or screen away because I said that. But <laughs> like, it'd be nice still to like keep that, but just, you know, shift it a day. So it's like, yeah, we're going to do this fun Easter egg hunt and all that, but it's not Easter. It's a separate <laughs> thing. It's bunny day. But it's, and we're going to celebrate bunny day. The it, bunny that lays eggs. <laughs> but it's engraved in like, it's yeah. just part of it. Like it's part of tradition now. So like, yeah, yeah I know what you mean, but uh, to each their own, right? Like it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I just think it, the, the, the idea that you were exposed to somebody saying, Whoa, what are you guys doing? Is, is, is interesting. And, um, but no, if you see it that way, like the, like for kids to have fun and and maybe this is the way that they they will <clears throat> receive the the message you know what i mean the yeah you know the, the the importance of what that day signifies and yeah because if you don't if you're not able if this is a mechanism to reach them why not mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how many people like you said, how many people came out that day? Yeah, on Saturday? Yeah. There was a lot. Right. And like, it was so nice to see people like stick around. Like right? there was a whole bunch of people who they, they came, they did their hunt, and then they stayed and chatted and their kids were just running around the yard. And, right. Um, you know, hopefully we'd see some of those people uh, again. Yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting mm-hmm. if to read through though some of these passages like what make up the easter story and uh we probably shouldn't read the entire things because like it's like when does the easter story start uh (laughs) probably like jesus entering jerusalem and you know if you wanna if you wanna push it a little further to so we don't spend as much time it'd be like the betrayal yeah of judas I'm like but this is still like there's four gospels that's a lot to get through yeah so uh, i thought i don't know if we want to just start with matthew and start with the just go from the death i'll read through it and death and resurrection and then when anything that stands out to us that like seems worth commenting on we'll just stop and talk about it and we'll see how far we get because uh, Lily might run in here and yeah. say, like, Dad, come on, pay attention to me. For sure. So we got Jesus before Pilate. Here we go, death of Jesus. And this is apparently, um, do I have the King James one here? Yeah, you you're the looking King James. here. I can give you this one. Okay. Well, uh, Steve Wiseman this, would love this. Yeah. But this one is everywhere, so I don't know. It's um, a parallel Bible, I think. You can Matthew. What are you looking I'm, for? I'm at uh, Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Let's see if we can find Matthew 27. Matthew 3. Because this is where 
Now, the, the death is where things get super interesting. And I think there's going to be a bunch of things to talk about here. Especially in the Matthew version. This, uh, this is a, a parallel. Like, so, they'll have the, like, the Gospels laid out. You have all the Gospels together? Yeah, this one does. Oh. I think. Yeah, but it makes it so much harder to find things. Yeah, Matthew 27, what? Yeah, uh, 45. 45, there it is. There we go. So it says parallel, right? So what you're going to be reading is... Okay. It's not. It's going to be weird because it's going to give you all of them. You see what I mean? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, unless you want to read King James. Yeah. <laughs> so at noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Which, that alone is something worth talking about. Yeah. Because that is always difficult with, you know, the Trinity's hard enough to understand as it is. Yeah. But it's like Jesus is God, but he's yelling out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And when I did uh, evangelism to Muslims, a lot of them memorized this to say he's saying yeah right and so it's and like, it says at, at, at noon it became dark yeah so there was a solar eclipse it appears so and it, but but it lasted until that. three o'clock so three hours of darkness that in it, that in itself is imagine being there like if it's dark like that's interesting because yeah, it, it sounds like they're dark, like Norway or something. If it became <laughs> yeah, because if it became dark, everybody would have noticed that, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, because I I don't know anything about astronomy, but um, no, but in, if if it if it if, like that's not the way that works. I'm pretty sure it's like if no, there's but I'm talking about in Jerusalem. Like if it got dark in, the, yeah. in that area, everybody should have noticed it. Not yeah, but I think. That also means the whole world would be, or like all, or at least the side of the world. Yeah, that's that, that, the, that, the side that. Are, yeah, yeah. If if things work the way they do. Oh, but that's interesting. Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling out for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, "Wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him." So they, they, that's all that, that's interesting as well, because they, <laughs> they were expecting something, right? Yeah. So they, they said crucify him. Cru so people were there. They, even at like the, the, the crucifixion, they were, they were expecting something like, let's, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I guess I should mention, uh, if anyone's curious when he does, uh, call out that Eli Eli Lama Sabachthani. Uh, he's quoting from Psalm uh, 22. So really? what I've often heard oh. and been taught was that by doing that, he's calling to mind to the people listening to like, because they would know what he's referencing. Oh. And it would put this whole, this whole Psalm into it. <laughs> Psalm, what is that? It, 22. Let's look it up. That's interesting. 
Yeah, so Santos gonna look this up on his Google machine. Kasam. I tried. I I gotten too used to saying Pasam just because I think it's funny. <laughs> and I said that to Luisa once, and it's like we're speaking like different languages to each other. <laughs> it's hard enough. It's so, like she had no idea what I was talking about. Like, oh, yeah, Is there a specific song. thing? Oh, no. so, so for the director of music to the tune of uh, Psalm of David, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. So that's what he was saying. My God, my God, why? Yeah, he was calling this all to mind. You want to read the whole thing? It's just maybe people don't know. It's a big one. It is pretty Oh, it's big. huge. How many verses is that? 31. 31? Yeah. Why don't you just give uh, give us a taste, and then anyone who's interested, they can look up the rest. Because we got a bunch of reading to go anyway. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries and anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In, uh, in you our ancestors put their trust, they trusted you and delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. There. So look at that one. It's calling to mind then, and at least that first part about putting trust in God and God will save. Mm -hmm. So why would he be quoting a psalm? I, I don't... That, right? That's it. Yeah, I... It's too bad. Like, I wish I was one of these people with these, like, memories that just, like, everything can come back. <laughs> and it just keeps getting worse, and I'm only 34, oh. and I'm like, no, but that's you usually don't hear, I, I feel like I didn't hear my parents talking about their memories getting worse until they were, like, 50-something, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if the internet's ruining me, but... Yeah, but that's interesting Um, that he would be quoting a, a psalm there. Yeah, well, but he does that a lot. Yeah. Right? Like his, Even to his, like he's dying and he's quoting. Yeah, like his whole conversation with the devil is him quoting scripture back yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, then Jesus shouted again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Why'd that happen? Some say because... Uh... Uh, the that separated the holy from the holy of holies. Yeah. So some say Christ made the way to because nobody could go in just the high priest once a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So some say that represented that he made a way to to the Father. Like. Yeah. That veil was torn. I mean, as he says, it is finished. Yeah. It tear and. Uh, I don't think we get. We know, like, I did a, I, uh, I preached on that once, and the, I, like, the, how big that veil was. Mm. Like, for it to tear like that, like, it was massive. And it was, like, it was instructed to be, like, made well, and it was, like, I don't know if it was woven or anything, but just the fact that that veil tore in itself was, like, a miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's oh this is an interesting thing yeah this so you always forget stuff too like i said i'm like oh i know this you probably know this or like remember once i read this you're like oh yeah i heard that i knew that um because the the bystanders talking about it. he's calling for elijah 
says, The bystanders misinterpreted Jesus' words and dice calling for Elijah because Elijah descended into heaven without dying. They thought he would return again to rescue them from great trouble. At their annual Passover meal, each family set an extra place for Elijah in expectation of his return. You ever learned that? I remember, like, now I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that was a thing. Oh, that's interesting. So that's why they thought it was Elijah. So they're, they're are they still waiting for Elijah? Do they still set up? Yeah, they because they don't believe that it was John the Baptist that you know they don't accept that. Oh, right. Um, we're we're getting into the part that I feel like we just don't like to talk about oh. in here now, because after the temple was sort like oh or the curtain was torn, we like to talk about that because that's like. That's the good stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, the separation is yeah. gone. Yeah. But the next, like, verse or two, we don't like to talk about because it's, like, one of the weirdest things in the Bible. Um, and the earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. I don't <laughs> think that would that's like that's like what what do you call that? Uh sounds like um a, a TV show, a zombie TV show yeah. type thing, right? Yeah, and like you don't think if you see, people there must have seen that. That apparently they did. It says right? appeared to many people. And it's like So why don't we like that? Why like that's essentially a footnote. Right? right in here like you know Lazarus getting resurrected is a bigger story in the Bible than this but this is a lot crazier yeah like there's many people and yeah, it wasn't just one and you know this this all happens when Jesus died right so it's over in everybody's minds he failed but he failed and people came back to life yeah and the curtains were torn and um so let's let's get this let's let's see what's happening it's dark he dies there's an earthquake splits rocks is it still dark do we know we're gonna say it's still dark so <laughs> so it's still dark it there's an earthquake that splits the cemetery and people come up. That that seems apocalyptic. Is that what the word? Like? Yeah, yeah. That seems like yeah, in the modern modern sense of the word. Yeah, right. And what so, would you do if you were there? That's interesting. If you were there at that moment, what would you do? You'd have like you'd have to believe something was up, right? So right? how can you how can you not? I, I mean, and going with that. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all so that just, had happened. They said, this man truly was the son of God, which, yeah, like you, you're seeing all, but even seeing all that, sometimes you still don't like, I yeah. guess that sometimes it's, it's by faith, right? Because even if you see, still doesn't. But you would, you, can, you would know you would something was yeah, up. Yeah, something's up, but doesn't mean that you would, you know but, what I mean? Like, if you ever try and figure out what, like, why 
what happened with these guys that came back from the dead? What's that all about? Like one thing I read was this idea that it's uh, not literal here. It sure sounds literal. Well, like, it sounds literal. Well, if if it's referencing a, uh, a Roman soldier. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, but I mean, the people just coming back from the dead. So I'm like, oh. it, you know, maybe that, you know, it's not... They're trying to, someone's trying to say it's not literal because it makes it easier to believe, I guess, if it's not literal. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it says they went into, you know, if it's not literal, why'd they go into the holy city of Jerusalem and appear to many people? Yeah. Right? Um, you know, there there are sometimes things where I'm like, it, yeah, it'd be nice to, like, to believe this is just allegory. It would make things easier. So much easier. Um, but that, I guess it's, the re resurrection is it it's kind of hard to understand mm -hmm. right but that's one of the central things to christianity right that yeah we're gonna live forever uh, right we're gonna resurrect and we're gonna so this is kind of nice because in a sense we get to like stick with everything the way this bible's laid out because i can go right into i mean i guess i'll just finish this but then it just jumps right into mark's version of jesus's death yeah. So uh, Matthew finishes with, and many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And then Mark, Mark 15, verse 31 starts, uh, yeah, a lot shorter. <laughs> At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Oh, that does remind, it might be possible with this to figure out if it was still dark when he actually died because there, there's weird timeline things you can figure out with wow. the different gospels because right. different ones say different things yeah. and reveal more information. Um, then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger of Joseph, and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other uh, women were, who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. And because it's come up now uh, twice, the, the sponge with the sour wine, um, this is some... Anyone who's listening along, they might want to look up. There is a reason for that. Yeah. I can't remember it, though. Me neither. <laughs> you know, people, you might be shouting us, like, why didn't you prep for this? Why didn't you read through this? Like, uh, because this is how it is right now. We want to just sit. We just want to we sit want to and read through and this. Read. And we could be Googling this right now. Yeah. You know, if you want, why, actually, why not Google uh, the reason? Hopefully we get uh, a good one. But... That is something I did learn at one point um, about why that was used um, as opposed to just, you know, giving him water. Vinegar? Yeah. And... Why was vinegar given to Jesus? Yeah. And... Any particular? 
No, I the first one. Yeah, it should be just something shows up. Sometimes Google's give to us, and it, it gives us the Christian answers right at the start. Oh. Because John actually gets into it. Um, saying that it was to fulfill scripture. He said, I am thirsty. And a jar of... Uh, Sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. So, there is, uh, you know, the footnote, the sour wine was a cheap wine that the Roman soldiers drank while waiting for those crucified to die. Yeah, that's what I read yeah. here. Is that what it's saying there? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> You're reading what I'm saying, huh? Okay, yeah. Keep going? Or is that it? I don't know if you saw anything else, but it, there is this reference to um, about fulfilling scripture. So, whoops. Does it have John 19? 28? Yeah. yeah. That's another Psalm 22 reference. Yeah. Psalm twenty two fifteen and Psalm sixty nine twenty one. It was a custom of the Romans to offer a man being crucified drug wine so that he may more easily endure his cross. Jesus refused the wine, however, apparently so that he could go through the sufferings of a clear mind. Interesting. And then let's get. I got Psalm. We'll do the King James. So I for this one. This is not. Um, this is interesting. So this King James has all this, like, it's like a red letter Bible, but the red letters aren't the words of Jesus. They're like commentary. So what was it? 22.15. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you've brought me into the dust of death. And then the other reference was 69.21. You know, one thing. Wait a minute. Yeah. So he did, did he, I'm reading here that he did take the vinegar after? Um, yeah, it says that he did. I wasn't sure when you, you read something about him refusing it. Maybe that mentions it in another. Yeah, because it, you know, there was a set of vessel vinegar and they filled a sponge of vinegar and put it upon up and put it to his mouth when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up a ghost John 19 okay so John says that he refuses it no Mark what did you Mark say? I just had read Mark and it doesn't like they give it to him so he could drink and then they it doesn't say whether he well they say wait he said let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down but they they don't tell you that he refuses it or like, so we're it's up to you to assume he either took it or didn't. Yeah. And then John 19, Matthew, yeah. when they go to give it, same thing happens when they go to give it to him. Then, uh, the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes. It almost sounds more like they They're, changed their mind oh, okay. and we're like, we're not going to give it to him. But then when we get to John, uh, it says Jesus had tasted it. So, so then he so did. he did. Yeah. Pure so. Um, and then what was it? Uh, sixty nine twenty one. Uh, Psalm sixty nine twenty one says, "They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink." 
And the commentary says, this was fulfilled at the crucifixion. It must be remembered that those who did this were not the drunks, the thieves, or the harlots who nailed Christ to a cross. But instead, it was the religious leaders of that day. Regrettably, it has not changed from then until now. Yeah. Well, chirps. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And uh, I should have checked to see what the Psalm 22 one, if it had anything interesting to add. Um, 15 says... But yet his death would be totally unlike any other death that had ever been experienced. It would be the death of a perfect one who purposely laid down his life as a sacrifice. Luke, uh, his version, I don't imagine like as the synoptics usually are, won't have much difference. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture, he said, I'm, oh wait, I start too late. By this time it was about noon and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple... See how Luke is, the doctor is describing it way more, like saying it hit all the land. So yeah, so it got dark everywhere there. Mm -hmm. So they were seeing this. Yeah. Right? What a coincidence that when he's dying, they, it's dark everywhere. I would like to know how this whole... Like, it's suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple is torn down the middle. I'd like to know how they knew that. that well, like, how the conversation went but around that's that. Another, somebody but that's another... Yeah, because that's another... That's or, interesting. How would they know that then? I mean, it because would have been nobody, the talk about town, right? Because right? that's yeah. a huge deal. Like, the Holy but of Holies just changed. Who would know that, though? The, the, the chief priest? The priest. Right? The, the people that sent him <laughs> to, to die. Yeah. They're, they were the ones that, that's interesting, they were the ones that would know because there no one's allowed in there except the priest and the high priest. And I wonder, like, if they would have had a discussion about this. I feel like there'd be, like, some of them, like, we need to, we can't talk about and this. Yet, we can't let people right, know. No, still, because, and yet after, they're like, we're, we the message this this uh, Sunday that uh, Nate preached is saying, and they were still like, well, this deceiver said that he would rise from the dead after, like, Three days, so like go go seal go go seal the tomb and put yeah. guards there and like I mean yeah they had just they they had to have known about this too mm -hmm. because um like and they're still I mean I guess in for a penny in for a pound type thing <laughs> do you get what I mean yeah. because they're the ones that are are privy to this you know what I mean yeah because only priests are allowed there. And because you ask who, how would they have known that that tore in half? Yo, because of the earth? Well, they would say, oh, you could say it was the earthquake. The earthquake tore it right Were there. the priests even at the crucifixion? I don't know. I've never thought, like, I kind of always assumed they would be, but they'd be like. The thing is, they like, were sacrificed. They, they were doing the. Yeah. The, the Passover. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that, like. They couldn't have been. Some my of them, mind. Some of them. No, they were sacrificed. Uh, what, what do you the call Passover? it? The Passover. The yeah. Passover. Yeah, so they were doing the the sacrifices. Well, the afternoon, that well, what do you call it? Not it's not. A, is it a sacrifice? Is that what you say? In the offering. Yeah, the offering. But it's funny because like you know your mind paints a picture of things, so it's like without even like I've never put any thought into it. But you're just like the guys who accuse you of murder or accuse you and put you to death are gonna want to make sure it gets done and watch it. But at the same time, I could see that. You know, yeah, okay, a whole bunch of them are busy doing that. Also, they are so holy, in quotation marks, 
that I don't know if they would want to be like, you know, it would be something to defile them to like, mm. to watch that, you know, yeah. they would stone people too, but this is not, you know, this is the Roman way of doing it. And, mm. and something interesting enough, the cruise, I read this and I think it's the day, the red, the day, the revolution began by NT, right? I think it's where I read it. And he talks about how bad a crucifixion was in the minds of people. And mm. they're saying like, it was like a dirty word. Like you really? wouldn't mention it. Oh. Like you wouldn't talk about it. And it, it's funny because us talking about it, like, how is that? A th- how? And you don't really understand culture until you come up against culture that pushes back against your own. Mm. And because you're like, how can, you know, talking about a crucifixion be you know this like taboo thing or whatever yeah and especially when it's something that happens regularly and you can walk down the road and see it yeah and uh what happened was when i was in Colombia last i Luis's mom is making these body bags for the hospital you know when someone dies they put them in the body bag she you know because she knows how to do all the sewing and seamstress work and so she's got a job, a uh, little extra job doing that. And they had them out and I was helping with it and we're eating dinner. And I said, should we test them out? Make sure they work. Like I can get in one of those. It's a joke. Like I'm just joking around. Like, you know, see if we can, let's make sure they fit. And they're kind of like, no, don't say that. I, I can't remember how one exactly. <laughs> like, don't joke about that. Like, you know, it's not funny. We don't like that. And I'm like, whoa, like tough crap. And I asked later, her and I, like, the next day walk in, and I said, what was with that reaction? Like, I, like, to me, it'd be a common joke, like, oh, should we see if they fit? And she's like, we don't, like, make jokes about death. Mm. And it's like, oh, that made me understand better this idea of, like, not talking about crucifixion and how bad it was. Mm. Because um, here's uh culture that i've been to and you know here you can make whatever jokes about death you want (laughs) and it's fine but there it's like no that's something you don't joke about yeah and um you know something that's very tame here you know like you you, you, think of a million things that people would do here if they had a body bag in their house yeah just like hey let's put the kids in it (laughs) or whatever but there it's like no 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 no, this is not something we mess with. So they weren't, so they probably weren't there. But they, that, that's an idea I've kind of got in my head now. Mm. But at the same time, it's weird, weird, right? Yeah. To think that like you wouldn't like. Yeah, because I think they were seeing this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you could say, oh, it was the earthquake that tore them. Yeah. Yeah, but I would think they would just be like, let's keep this hush hush. You know, I but can you? Because when Cause you, Matthew, people the Matthew would just, freak out. Yeah, like you're, it's dark. I'm just going back to that. Let's let's do it again. It's dark. There's an earthquake. I don't know if before that or after the veil is torn. Yeah, ripped in half. Like if you study that and see how big that veil was, that in yeah. itself is something. I mean specifically the veil being torn. I think I would think they would be like, should we talk about this? Yeah. Like has all that ever, our people has that ever had that 
ever happened before. I imagine they even would have like the you know you read their rules and their yeah. laws. They probably would have had some special way to because you yeah. have to repair yeah. it at yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And so, the temple been destroyed before. Yeah, and they they would have all these ways they'd have to do things, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. And then not just that, but he says that the the one gospel said that the dead raised, right? Some yeah. So. How do you keep that hush-hush? Well, that part, no, but that part, to me, like, people would be freaking out. But it doesn't, it doesn't uh, affect, I think, their people's faith in their religious authorities. But the Holy of Holy having the, having the curtain torn suddenly means, like, so, has our God abandoned us? Yeah, so, or the, something? so the question would be to me, like, did Jesus' followers see this too? Like, what would they have thought? Do you know what I mean? Because uh, three days later, like, you're still, like, you know what I mean? They they don't know. They're still confused about that. They still think he's just, it's over. Right? But, like, how, well, that's interesting, right? Like, how does seeing all of this affect them too? You know what you I wonder, mean? You know, like, like as a follow, like you have ears to hear and eyes to see, but like some of it's gonna be hidden, and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, was that going on with the disciples? That like that some, you know, God was stopping everything from being revealed until the proper time. Yeah. Because, yeah, hindsight's great and all, but when you read this stuff, a lot of it, you're kind of like, he said exactly what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. you know not like, till, they, and not till it happened that they were like Whoa. It, yeah yeah and i mean i get it too like mm -hmm. i would not have faith that he'd come back even even, all, even okay, okay, after all the miracles this, you yeah. see you see, you see all the miracles you see people being raised from the dead you see people being but i would doubt i would doubt for sure okay because but that's what but that's 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 human right yeah right because so you're like, saying is so he you're really saying, gonna come back right, but yeah, yeah and then you you see darkness, you see an earthquake, you see people raised. Mm -hmm. So are you still like expecting something or, you know, cause it's leading to, to him. Yeah. To you're like every, leading to that. To every him. like minute of that third day. Right. You'd be, it's like waiting for a phone call or something. Oh, you but know, they didn't understand like, though. Here's the thing. Oh, okay. I just, they didn't know what was happening. He had told them he was going to die. But they didn't understand. That's what I was. So they didn't trying. understand that he was gonna raise from. That's what from I was trying to get at. Is like, was this being kind of hidden from them, despite him saying, telling them they yeah, like God. They didn't, they didn't get it. So oh yeah, okay, that makes. Okay, that makes. They didn't know. That this was happening. Like it's like he hinted, he told them, but they had no. Yeah, no it's idea. like it wasn't really revealed to them. It's like mm -hmm. their eyes were open. Yeah. Kind of their ears were open. Finally, everything. It, it's like it went in one ear out the other all the times he said those things. And then. Yeah, because imagine. Oh, yeah, I'm going to die and I'm going to come back, guys. Like, how would you he, take that? How would you take that if somebody came up to you? Yeah, like, yeah I'm going to die and I'm going to, you know. If they, did, if they didn't back it up with all the other miracles right? and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, because the way the Bible's written, so the, the Gospels are written, you know. It, him coming back to life isn't a surprise ending. Like, if you read this to someone who has no idea about the story, 
I don't think they're going to like, <gasps> wow, he came back. Because it tells you what he's going to come back multiple times mm. beforehand. Unless, mm. uh, unless so, it isn't that clear. I mean, not, most of us mm. who grow up in the church, not just in a Western society, you know the ending to the story before you've ever been told the story. Mm. Because it comes up like... You know, church spoils the ending a lot. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, like if you if you come into church, you're gonna get the ending of the gospel spoiled before you've even read the gospel. Yeah. Right. So unless you're completely new and pick it up and just read it from start to finish, uh, you know, it's hard to know how this actually all comes across mm-hmm. because you're gonna know he dies and comes back from any conversation with a Christian that you have. Yeah. And what I found interesting is that the concept of resurrection was not um, unique to Christ. Because mm-hmm. there's in some, in some, uh, I don't know, in some, like, uh, religions, uh, ancient religions, there's yeah. some concept of it already. Well, I'm, the, not, I'm not quite sure, but I think there was some like references to that. So yeah, there was gods that they would say would um, die and resurrect, right. and that was like the harvest, right? Right. So there was concept, and then there was the so, cult of Mithras, it was right. one of the famous yeah. ones. So like, how does resurrection, like you know, coming back, resurrecting, how does that fit into, into like? their society and not just in their society in our society is there room for this message like and if you if you go tell somebody that like we we understand it we're we're, yeah. we're we're in the you know but if you go tell somebody that has no like yeah you know he came back from the dead like well with but how, how would you take put yourself you're yeah, like, yeah. You know, what does you, this message it, how does this yeah. message impact or what it would change it? too depending on imagine if you're jewish or gentile yeah. right the gentiles uh would be much more open you know they'd have all these other aspects in it i mean you've got groups where they would you know have multiple gods or even mm-hmm. different uh pantheons like you might have someone who's got a little bit of egyptian gods and a mm-hmm. bit of greek gods and um i mean you whatever other pagan gods in the area and you kind of combine them and you've got you know the whole thing where uh paul talks with the altar to the unknown god and he's yeah. he talks about that but they've got altars to all these different gods. it's like you know you could go as like those like pick and mix stations and <laughs> you know it's like you know what are you into today and uh apparently india is like that i remember dan bennett talking about like you got this like shopping malls that are of shrines basically really and um it's worth mentioning uh like because some of this stuff with the uh dying and resurrecting gods comes up from critics and that it'll be it's super convincing if you uh listen when i was probably about 20 this online documentary came out called zeitgeist that went like was super popular okay and it starts out with this whole thing about how you know jesus is actually just this amalgamation and of all these other gods and it's all bunk 
but the way people will present it, you're just like, uh, how do we defend this? Mm. But uh, there's, a, I mean, this could uh, maybe I'll do a whole other podcast about that topic, but that is something you can look up. Um, you know, if, if you anyone's got access to like the Case for Christ books, like those, he goes into those stories and in. in that's um, interesting too. Yeah. As well, it's all stuff that was debunked like 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when this became popular, this uh, uh, what did they call that world um, religion? Uh, there's a term for uh, were comparative religious studies mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, some guy you know, but like look at look at all these similarities. Therefore, Christianity copied them. Well, but it's no, it's not true. Mm-hmm. And uh, your faith can be shaken. It's the same way if you've ever experienced talking to a Jehovah Witness. Like, they come prepared. Yeah. And they can, like, they know what your objections as a Christian will be to what they say. And they have, they come with the answers to them. And if you don't know that the things they're saying aren't true, they sound super convincing. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um. But the people back then knew that people didn't come back to life. You know, we you'll hear people nowadays say, "Well, you know, back then people weren't you know as educated as we are." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, they knew you didn't come back to life. Otherwise, it wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> yeah. Right. There, there's no story there. Yeah. And Jews would have been familiar with it, and like it happens in the Bible. Like you've got. Every once in a while, a story of someone coming back to life is the one where they like they uh, I think it's in Kings and they throw the body in and it hits the bones and the guy comes back to life and yeah, it'd be interesting to to look into the history of like resurrection, like like the idea of it, right? Like what they would have thought Mm -hmm. because there were different ideas, like the Sadducees and the Pharisees had different opinions on it, right? Yeah. So, well, why don't we're good? I'm trying to think of how best to do this because we've got to read a bit more and we're going to get to the actual resurrection. So, maybe we'll hold off the resurrection stuff yeah. till then. Till another, yeah. Um, we'll do uh, John. John knew his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. It was the day of preparation. That was something new when Nathan mentioned, mentioned that. the whole Jewish days were just day one, day two, day three really? kind of yeah. thing. Um, because I only ever saw them as the Hebrew names mm. before, like the day, you know, Yom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And didn't, you know, I never studied Hebrew, so I didn't realize like the next word was a number. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Uh, it was day of preparation. The Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath and a very special Sabbath because it was the Passover. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies could be taken down because, uh, yeah, the, you know, it ex- it speaks in a way that really assumes knowledge of crucifixion because mm-hmm. you would know at the time. Mm-hmm. We don't actually know what crucifixion is until someone teaches us. We think we do because we've seen it. But, you know, how do you 
die on <clears throat> like why was breaking your legs help with school because you mm -hmm. continually are pushing yourself up Dude, to yeah. breathe yeah and now you're not able to do that because you die by suffocation mm. i remember learning that and being like oh i just kind of thought you bled out or something right because yeah. you're nailed no, i you know looks painful you got tortured beforehand um so the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with jesus but when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, so they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water flowed out. This reports from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also can believe. Um, these things happen in fulfillment of the scriptures that say, Not one of his bones will be broken, and they will look on the one they pierced. And that's also... Uh, the, the whole blood and water thing is some weird medical mm -hmm. anomaly that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have know the name of it, but that's a, another one. Will, if you're listening, you want to find out about you just Google like why blood and water Jesus side. <laughs> There's yeah. like I broke down the words. It's not a proper sense, but it'll get you the answer you want. Um, G, so anything pop up for you there? Uh, not really, just the, the fact that they, so that means that the other two, the, the people that got crucified beside, well, the guys that got crucified beside Jesus, they were still alive then. Yeah, were they tougher? Or did <laughs> they not, like, or did they not get tortured like he did beforehand, or? Or is there, or did he, or is there a specific meaning to him dying at three o'clock? Yeah, and also, you know, talk about him giving up his spirit. It's like, it's almost like he, he shoot, like he die, like he makes himself die or something. Three. I don't, you know, like he's there, just like, it's done now. What happens at three o'clock? I don't know. I think it's the sacrifice. Do you think so? I, I'm not sure. Won't you look that up? Yeah, you you want to look that up? That's it. Because he says he's, he's done, so they came yeah. and then... Take a peek. That's I don't remember learning that. That would be cool. It's fascinating how many things that you miss not being a Jew of the first century. <laughs> um, while you're looking that one up, I'm going to hit the next part, though. So Jesus laid in the tomb. As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had been a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Jesus took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it, on, he placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. <clears throat> then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other <coughs> Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. Did you find anything? No, not yet. Um, Mark's version. So this all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath. As evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Um, Joseph was... Oh, this is... Yeah. Mark's, not a, Mark's passage is actually longer than Matthew's for this one. Is it? Yeah. Um, Joseph was an honored member of the high council and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, 
So he called for the Roman officer and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. Then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus' body was laid. So it says here, Jewish time division in the first century. 3 p.m. is the second hour of prayer. It's referencing mm -hmm. Acts 3, when the... Do you know how to pronounce that? We'll say Mincha. Mincha. The gift offering. Also called the hour of confession. Hmm. So... Interesting. There could be a connection there. Maybe. I what? What's a gift offering? Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, Jesus was, for us, a gift offering. Um, so, uh, Luke's version. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish High Council. But he had not agreed with the decision and actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then he took the body down from the cross and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth and laid it in the new tomb that had been carved out of the rock. This was done late on Friday afternoon, the day of preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. As his body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed, Je followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by the law. So, now that's something Nate was talking about too, was, you know, did they go to the wrong tomb? <laughs> and it's like, well, they watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a big tomb too. Yeah. Uh, compared to... Well, I mean, I've seen what's apparently the real one. I went when I was in Israel. And a lot of interesting stuff, actually, in Israel when, when it comes to the locations of these things. Because I always thought, and maybe I've mentioned this on here before, that, you know, you've got disputes of like, oh, where, where is the real site? You know, okay, you know, is this really the tomb? And the time it kind of blew my mind is it went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And um, on the way, there's a sign for another Garden of Gethsemane. And it's like, well, what's, you know, those the Orthodox say it's here, the Catholics mm -hmm. say it's here. And it's like, okay, so yeah, you know, where's the real place? Well, I could throw a stone and hit one from the other. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually not that big a deal, yeah, it yeah. turns out. You know, I'm thinking like kilometers apart or whatever. <laughs> um, no, they're, they're right near each other. So, uh, there's actually, I, I had my New Testament professor from uh, when I did my master's took us. And, man, uh, I, I should have brought my journal that I wrote. I was like, I better bring a journal and write down the things that I see and what he oh, says cool. about them. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, holy smokes, like a lot of these things are probably actually like, this is probably actually the real tomb. Wow. You know, it, um, this one location is actually probably 
where like Golgotha was. Wow. And uh, there's a big crack through the earth there. Really? Yeah. And, you know, who knows what that is. But they said there was an earthquake. But yeah. one of the things that I remember like pointed toward being the real location was that I believe, I'm trying to think, I think it was Hadrian, the emperor. Mm-hmm. One of the emperors, he put a statue of himself on the location. And it's like, well, you know, as that's like a polemic against the Christians. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at, I'm putting my statue on the place where you said your God died and you know, kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, why would he do that if that wasn't the place? Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's all it, within enough time that they would know, like, yeah, that's where yeah, he yeah. died. Yeah. Um, uh, what do we got? John... Uh, afterward, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following G- Jewish burial customs, they wrapped Jesus' body with spices and long sheets of linen cloth. The place of the crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Um, Then we've got all the guards being posted at the tomb. What time have we got here? I don't want to go too long. 8, 11. Okay, maybe we'll we'll speed things up a bit. Let's jump to the resurrection. Um, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dying, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. So now this is there's Sunday, a, though. There's another earthquake. Yeah, but it's saying it's Sunday morning. So I know there is a whole thing with the day, yeah. when, what days are which with Jewish calendar versus or versus ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but the, the Sabbath is... Saturday, right? Yeah, but the Sabbath, yeah, we say it's Saturday, but for them, it's what would be our Friday evening until sunrise. It's sundown on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sundown Friday till sundown Saturday is Sabbath. So it is like, you know, we, we would say it's Saturday, but it starts to us on Friday because sundown yeah. on, you know, so, their, their idea. Their, but w- they wouldn't reference it as Sunday there. Though, would they? No. So like, I mean, cause the, when, the, when, when, when Sunday is a, uh, it, what it says here is after the Sabbath on the first day is so what after, the Greek says. So after the Sabbath. Yeah. On the first day. So well, why I'm, I'm triggered is because that, like that whole thing about, Monday being the day that Easter Monday being when the women went to the tomb and met the angel. Well, here it says it was Sunday. So now I'm confused again. (laughs) Someone needs to tell Wikipedia. (laughs) For an angel of the Lord came came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. 
His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Well, I think part of that is because if he, when did he die? Friday? Mm -hmm. So he said three days, and three days I will mm -hmm. ride, right? Yeah. So, that's the confusing part. The math doesn't add up. Yeah, so the he, math works so out using the Jewish idea of, like, the Jewish days. Um, but anyways, we gotta keep going. Through. Yeah. Interesting story. Yeah. Um, and now, quickly, come see his body is lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. Um, I'm going to go just right to John then to save time because they are pretty similar. The other ones, some people, if you really wanted us to keep going, you got to make Time needs to slow down so that we can do them all. But other people are like, ah, they're too similar. Why do you keep reading all of them? Um, those people, they don't appreciate the Bible. <laughs> appreciate it more, please. Yeah. Um, John says, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled. So John says Sunday? Well, the Greek says on the first day of the week. Translators wrote Sunday morning. So why would the translators write Sunday? I don't know. It's it is sort of weird. Like, because Sunday is um, like what's the point? No, Saving Sunday ink? the calendar. Sunday is a Rome, like like saying right a Gregorian calendar. So it's a Roman calendar, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's the Roman calendar. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but like that's a whole we're, our calendar is a whole mix of different right things, but, right? No, no. But got, I'm saying Sunday is is not a Jewish. That's not the Jewish. No, but it is Sunday in our calendar and Sunday in their calendar is the first day of the week. Still. No, no, no. I understand. No, no. So this the translator is or, modernizing it. Early, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, "They've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we won't. We don't know where they've put it." <coughs> However, oh, this <laughs> got Luke and John both have them running to the tomb, and uh, yeah, this is funnier. Our pastors at when I was at Grandview, they're like, well, how did why did Peter get outrun to the tomb?" And they're like, "We think we figured it out." And they made a video and they had them like dressed up like the disciples running through the forest. And Peter trips. <laughs> um. Okay, this is actually really interesting. Though. John twenty three to ten. Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. 
They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. That's just interesting because that whole, have you ever seen that Shroud of Turin thing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, here it's saying that it was a separate thing that covered Jesus' head. Mm. Whereas that's like the whole body wrapping. Is so, it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it well, doesn't yeah. go anyway yeah. with the scripture. Mm-hmm. Then the disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understand the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Um, then we have Jesus meeting the women. Matthew says, as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. So what's interesting there is just they they recognized him. Yeah, and they, right. and they worshipped him. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and they believed. No, it says, and they believed. Yeah. They believed in him. They believed that he resurrected. They weren't sure. And <clears throat> although in John... You have Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept and she stooped and looked in, she saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Did they really not know? <laughs> because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. So this is different than Matthew. Yeah, because the other ones recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, dear, uh, dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? Did he not know? <laughs> like, I like, feel like, like, like they're messing with the woman here. Like, um, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken away, tell me where you've put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, she turned to him and cried, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave him his message. Um, Matthew then has, the as the women were on their way, some of the guards went to the city and told the leading priest what had happened, a meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told, told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. And it's believable, right? Like, you know, you can think... You know, what's more likely? This. Right? And if they were willing to do that, what weren't they willing to do to try to silence? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, they were seeing all these things happening. Yeah. And even after then, they're still like, you know, hush, hush, just don't say anything. Yeah. That's, that to me is. Yeah. Um, then you have the Jesus appearing on the road to Emmaus. 
this were uh, the same day two. This is Luke. I'm doing the same day. Two of Jesus' followers were walking the village of Maus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing? So intently as you walk along, they stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. You must be the only person. So everybody knew. So yeah, that is interesting that like, you know, this is just Jesus being crucified Mm -hmm. wouldn't be something that everyone would talk about Mm. i think Mm. these other things are being references all the wild stuff yeah but well i mean they say what things jesus asked the things that happened to jesus the man from nazareth they said he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of god and all the people but our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him we had hoped he was the messiah who had come to rescue israel this all happened three days ago um this is like where the really interesting stuff with jesus's resurrected body starts to happen and maybe we'll even just like leave it you know just to get things moving but um like as as you mentioned they knew people didn't come back from the dead they called it a miracle when it happened yeah but what happened when Jesus came back from the dead wasn't the same, right? Like all the other people who came back from the dead died again. And somehow when Jesus came back, they knew this was death was defeated with him coming back. Mm-hmm. And he has this transfigured body basically uh, again. And the resurrected resurrection body the one like the you know this is kind of our taste of what we believe will come in the resurrection is we will be given you know these better renewed bodies yeah that's interesting right like what was the difference between jesus resurrection and the other ones and there's like some weird interesting things that happen because one of those theories about what may have happened to him, like that swoon theory, is that, you know, he he resuscitated in the tomb and came somehow pushed the stone away himself and overpowered the guards and whatnot. And that would be a miracle in itself. Yeah. <laughs> and despite that, he wouldn't look like a guy who defeated death. He would look like death. Yeah. Right, he'd been mm-hmm. tortured and had now been stuck in a tomb for three days yeah. too. He, you know, no one would look at this guy and be like, "Oh my gosh, like, like this is a new chapter has begun." Yeah, that too. But he kept some wounds. He kept the wounds from the nails in his hands. Because Thomas is like, yeah, yeah. That I that's like I want to know what's up with that. Like what the other wounds seemingly aren't there right yeah he's not all swollen up or you know covered in the scars from the beatings and the whippings and the crown of thorns or whatever but he's the nails and the hands stay 
down to for us is that Jesus came back from the dead as you know Paul says we've got nothing if that didn't happen Paul said that right yeah this is the thing that you know our faith is like placed on because if if Jesus did not raise from the dead if he didn't if he isn't alive then what is this all for? It's like Paul says, right? Let's eat, let's drink, because tomorrow. Because if he did, if he did, if he does, and you know, we think he did, if he does come back from the dead, there's implications. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That means something. Do you remember? like learning that Jesus came back differently. No. And like that like like well I just remember not thinking anything else about like he came back to life just like everyone else came back to life was the way I always figured it out. And then this whole like glorified body. Oh yeah. that was new to me oh, at yeah. one point. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as a kid I just pictured him always, you know, he came back to life just like Lazarus came back to life. But no, this was this glorified body thing that I remember being something new to me, and yeah, and meant that that meant that we yeah, are going to receive I, that too. That's what I mean. Like, there's implications. Yeah, that means something. You know, it means you know, life after here. What does that mean for us? You know, what I'm yeah, saying? that's that's interesting too, because it doesn't end. Mm -hmm. That's not the ending. Him coming back. To life is not the ending. Because if you read Acts, they're looking at him going to heaven and the angels are like, what are you doing? And you know, the same Jesus that was taken up is coming back. And the story is not over yet. You yeah. Know? It's like we celebrate. That's one thing that that's interesting to me. The story is not done yet. There's more to it. <laughs> you know, if you read Revelations, if you go, there's still more to the story. That was like, that's it, like, yeah, but there's more to the story to come, you know, that, that, that to me is what's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we end it there? Hope people enjoy. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we, uh, we had to cut things a little short because it's getting late and you got a kid to take care of. I do. I don't. <laughs> I'm free. Be nice. You know, I do have to get up for work in the morning, though. So there you go. That is going to happen. But thanks for uh, doing this with me, Santos. No problem. Um, we'll have to do it again. And, uh, you know, if anyone ever has any questions or ideas, let me know. Um, things or people that you want to hear us talk to, you think that would be good to have other people hear their stories. Or I, I would be talk. really interested if you could do that. Just have you here. That different traditions, Easter traditions that people do. And yeah. That'd be interesting. Now, okay, that'd be something to look up then. Yeah. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoy. Have a happy Easter. Or no, you already have. That's for next year. Have a happy Easter <laughs> next year. Bye.